Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James. On this podcast, my guest and I discuss topics and ways to heal and overcome in every area of our lives so that we may heal ourselves, our families, and our communities. My mission is to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thank you for joining in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, a.k.a. Friends of Fatherless Daughters on Instagram. And I believe that everyone can live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy, right? And so my mission is to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal with the pain, and fulfill your purpose. And I'm here with my special guest today, my uh, friend, Mr. Pope. Mr. Pope, how you doing? I'm doing well, brother. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be on today. Oh, I'm good. Good. I'm glad to have you. Hey, uh, for a minute, just introduce yourself to the listeners. All right. My name is DeMont Pope. I am a youth motivational speaker, entrepreneur, as well as author. Um, I'm also a fellow podcaster myself. Uh, so I'm just excited to be a part of this community. Um, it's a blessing, brother, to be out here, um, able to make an impact with you, my friend. All right. All right. So first of all, let me say thank you. I know you're a busy man. You got things going on. <laughs> and you're a family man, as as also as, as I am. So I know you got, you know, it takes something to take away from your family, take away from your time. So I appreciate you sharing it with me today. So we're going to go ahead and, and, and jump right in. And so I, I know that you are a, a motivational speaker, as you just said, mm-hmm. and you did something that I that I like when I was looking over uh, your page, mm-hmm. and you use the acronyms, which I, <laughs> I love acronyms. So you got an acronym for your last name, which is Pope. Tell yeah. us about that. <laughs> All right, yeah, the uh, my last name is Pope, spelled P-O-P-E, um, and the acronym is simple, but it's powerful and it's meaningful. Um, it simply states purpose over pointless excuses. Um, again, that's purpose over pointless excuses, and we'll get into uh, the breakdown on how I came up with that and, and what it means a little later on, if you permit. Oh, we can get we can get into it right we now. Ain't no, it. Use the Let's go. <laughs> Ain't no sense of waiting. Ready? Right, Let's right. go. All right. So, well, the the it's simply this: the purpose is at some point in 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 my life, I realized that I I wasn't here by accident. You get what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people we we live or we exist, um, but we don't live. Um, we, we search for purpose. We search for meaning. We search for a reason. We search for something that's bigger than ourselves. And I was grateful and, 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 and I was fortunate enough to be able to find something that I can identify with as being my purpose or my calling for being here. And when I identified that purpose and that calling, which was the voice that I have to inspire, to impact, to educate and empower right youth and young adult students, um, throughout churches, throughout schools, throughout um, nonprofit organizations, you name it, um, detention centers. I've been able to connect with these young people and I saw purpose in that by the impact that I was able to have on the lives of the people that I encountered. These young people were, they were a blessing to me as I was a blessing to them. So I identified my purpose and then I realized that there were just some things that I had to get over. 
right? Some things I had to get over. I had to get over all of the hurt. I had to get over, like you say, I had to, I had to deal with it and then I had to heal, right? So I had to get over some of the hurt. I had to get over some of my own missteps, some of my own misfortunes, some of my own failures. I had to get over that. I couldn't continue to live in the moment of the failure, but I had to use the failure as a lesson to propel me into my purpose, right? So to speak. And after that, I had to realize, brother, that some things is just pointless. You get where I'm coming from? It's pointless. Right, right. It's it's pointless to worry about things that we can't control. You understand? Um, I made a lot of uh, uh mistakes and missteps because of worrying or, or or being anxious about things that were literally out of my control. Like, how many times have we thought into the future? Like, we thinking about next month. Like right now, we just got comfortably into October, but some of us are already stressing about November and December what we have or what right. we don't have or responsibility. So that was me. I realized that I was spending too much time worrying about things that were pointless. It was out of my control. It was not um, my responsibility to, 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 to be the breadwinner as a child. And I grew up in poverty, so I felt some type of responsibility, but it wasn't mine, right? Um, I wanted to, to blame my father for his absence. I want to blame the, 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 the rejection uh, that I felt from my father. I wanted to blame that on the insecurity that I was feeling, right? And then I had to realize that, that, that some things, if it's important for us, we'll find a way to get it done. But if it's not right. important, guess what we do? We're going to make excuses. We're going to make an excuse as to why. So my absent father or my abusive father, or he was the reason why I had behavior problems or because I couldn't fit in or I had to deal with abandonment from my peers. That was the reason why I didn't do what I was supposed to do as far as my grades or perhaps my twin sister passing when we were babies and the loss that I felt and the pain that I felt from losing her. Maybe that's the reason why I did whatever. Everything was an excuse. And I woke up one day and I realized, you know what? My last name is more than just a name and it's more than a brand. It's a legacy. And it's my job to create something that will outlive me, whether it's financial or whether it's literal or educational, it will outlive me. And so every day I wake up with purpose over pointless excuses and everywhere I go, I take purpose over pointless excuses. And even with my children, I encourage them when they go through their issues in school and we always get back to the fact that we are purpose over pointless excuses. <laughs> okay, man, coming in hot, coming, coming in, in hot, hot man. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's, let's slow it down a little bit. Let's slow it down a little bit. I want to go back. I want to okay. go back a little something. So when, we, when we're talking about uh, purpose, right? So... God gave me this this analogy when I was uh, when I was thinking about purpose find, and finding purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And it's pain births purpose, purpose births progress, and progress is the evidence that God is at work, mm -hmm. right? And so that's that's what He gave me to to that came to me when I was going through my uh, my journey for purpose, and that's something that I share. You know, with even with my mentor group, because I got a, a mentor group called uh, Man Up, which is an acronym for men activating newly untapped potential. And so it's, it's for young boys and, and young men. I try to catch them like uh, eighth grade, right, eighth grade, ninth grade, right before they get into high school or just get into high school as freshmen. 
to kind of give them a direction, you know, and a plan for start building their plan for after high school before they get finished with high school and then don't have a plan. Because that's where we find, or I find that a lot of our young men and they're just young people in general get into a lot of trouble when they get out of high school because they have no direction. They have no direction. They have no plan. So anyway, the wind blow, they just blow on with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they get, they get caught up in a lot of things. So when we talking about purpose, how would you describe or how would you uh, advise someone on the process of finding their own purpose? That's an outstanding question. That's a real good question. I would say this. First of all, even before we get to the purpose, we got to get to the identity. And this is just my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't even have to call it my expert opinion, but um, through experience and doing what I do as a speaker and traveling around and meeting new people and, 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 and being somewhat of a counselor and having various consultations, I realized that before we can find out what it is that we are purposed to do or what our purpose or our reason for being on this earth, we have to find identity. We got to first find out who we are, or at least like I said, in my experience, that was the case with me. I had to identify myself. I had to identify who I really am aside from what the um, popular crowd, so to speak, would be doing. And that's some of the challenges that young people are facing today, which is finding their identity aside from what's going on on social media and aside from what's going on with the politics and everything that's um being constantly um, pumped into their minds on a day-to-day basis. So I would have to say you you first got to identify who you are, um, to identify the gifts, the talents that you have, the things that make you unique. Um, when I say gifts and talents, I'm talking about God giving gifts and, uh, and talents that didn't cost you a thing and, and you can learn to cultivate and to develop. And, 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 and there's a difference from a gift and a talent that you were born with or that I feel you were God-given than a trade or a skill that you can learn in school. So once you identify what it is that God bless you with, that others may be able to do it. And I say this a lot, others may be able to do it, but can't nobody do it quite like you when you do it, when you find that thing and that thing gives you purpose or that things give you passion, you have a drive or a desire for that thing and it drives you. Now you're walking in to what we can identify as your purpose after you've identified your own identity. Does that make sense? That that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I agree with you too, especially with the with the um the identity part, you know, because it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about not having direction, mm-hmm. you know, and especially with social me- social media and the way that it portrays, you know, everybody living their best life when I we know that they really not, you know what I'm saying? And it and it gets to the point with these with the kids. <clears throat> that they expect is like they expect more for themselves than they, than they, uh, you know, like they're looking at what everyone else has and they're looking at the, the, um, the image that other people are, are, are putting up. And it's like, no, you know, and they feel some type of way. Cause I remember my daughter telling me, you know, my daughter just graduated from high school, you know, and I remember having to have to, thank you. Thank you. I remember having a conversation with her because she was looking and she was like, well, 
I don't have this. I don't have a car. I don't have this. I don't have a job. I'm like, whoa, you just graduated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I, I, I definitely love the ambition, but don't start getting down on yourself for what you don't have because you ain't, you just getting started. You're not supposed to have all those things yet. You haven't accomplished that yet. You know, and, and I think that's a, a big thing with this social media and this generation, um, seeing things that's, that's not true and believing it. And then in their own mind, they're, they're thinking they should be uh, someone or something that they're not or portraying something that they're not just to fit in. Yeah. So definitely with that, with that identity, I, I do agree with you 100% on that. And, and one thing, I, I was watching one of your videos and you did a post, uh, I want to say it was recently. I seen it recently. I don't know how, how long ago you put it out. But it was about respect. And you were talking about respect. Um, I think you was uh, kind of speaking of uh, people should show respect to each other or something like that. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, thing with me, um, respect is a big situation with me. Um, and it, it, it's a small word, but it's such a colossal uh, meaning. It's a major meaning to me because with that one word, respect, um, you can you can save a life with respect and you can actually lose a life for the lack of respect. Right. So mm -hmm. respect is 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 is, is critical. Right. It's critical in how not only you treat other people. But again, just like you can't identify your purpose until you identify yourself, right? It's hard to respect, show respect or give respect to others when you don't have any respect for yourself, right? There's a right, saying, right. it's a famous saying, brother, and I'm pretty sure you're familiar with this. And it says, hurt people, hurt people. You follow what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. So, so knowing, right, that hurt people, hurt people, if you've grown up in a household Right. Where there was always yelling and cursing and fussing. Right. More than there was love and, and gratitude and affirmations. Right. Then chances are you may not know necessarily how to show. Right. A person respect by way of treating them the way that they want to be treated, because all you know is how you've ever been treated. Right. And, you know, right. First of all, that you don't want to be disrespected. So how do you do? what you've never seen done or how do you become what you've never seen before you? Does that make sense? So yeah. with dealing with respect, we have to learn, first of all, again, how important we are, how beautiful and wonderfully that we are created. We have to know that we were created in the image of the ultimate creator, right? So we are creators first because we were created in his image and in his likeness with the ability, right, to operate in gifts and talents, right, that coincide with our purpose, right? But as we learn these things, such as how to effectively show respect, then we can be reciprocated that same respect in levels, right? We learn how to respect ourselves. Then we take the respect that we have for ourselves and it causes us to carry ourselves in a manner that will give respect for our family, right? And then we learn respect for, if we're students in school, we learn respect for our teachers. We learn respect for our peers. If we're adults working, which all adults should be actively working or creating something, then we're giving respects to either our bosses or our colleagues or our clients or our customers. But it's always something that we're giving as opposed to demanding that we be receiving. Does that make sense? That, that makes a lot of sense, a lot of sense. 
and and you hit it right on the head, and I and I agree with you. So when I talk to the youth, especially young men, and I always tell them, it's it's two things that is the clue that you are uh, maturing from from uh, childhood to adulthood, and those two things are respect and responsibility, mm. right? When you master those two things, that's how you, you know you've grown. You yes, know what I'm saying? And I always tell them, when you have to announce you've grown to people, Come on, then you bro. ain't quite grown yet. When you have to remind people, oh, I'm grown. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't quite there yet. Because if you were, that respect that you have and the responsibility, you're taking on responsibility would show in your actions. Right. So when I when I talk about respect, you hit all three of them. But the three things that I focus on, respect, Personally, which is respect for yourself, respect uh, people, and respect property. You know what I'm saying? So when you respect respect those three things and you show respect to those three things, then you don't have to demand respect because you know that respect is given. When you give respect, you receive respect. And it seems like a lot of times people want to get respect, but then they don't want to give it. Right. You know, it's like, no, you give it first. And by giving it, you receive it. The same thing with love. People are always looking for love, but love on, is bro. free. Yeah. And you know, you get it when you give it away. And the more right. you give away, the more you get back. Yeah. You know, and so the same thing with love and respect is in that, in that same thing. And so when we talk about responsibility, you know, and I always say, I tell them that, you know, you have to be responsible for things that you're in charge of or be responsible of just the things around, especially as a man, just be responsible for whatever needs that need to be responded to in your in your vicinity. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't necessarily have to be over it. But if you're responsible and you see something that needs to be taken care of, then you just take care of it. You know what I mean? And then once you master those two, that respect and that responsibility, then you know you're grown. You know what I'm saying? And you will be respected. You will be respected as being being grown. So, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. And and I know that you touched on it. And one of the things with with people that, uh, especially with the youth, have a hard time respecting others is because they don't really respect themselves. And like you said, you it's hard to learn to do something or just to do something, period, that you haven't necessarily been taught or you haven't necessarily seen, you know, with your own eyes. So it, it's like one of the reasons why is because they don't necessarily know their self-worth, That's right? They don't know how much <laughs> they're worth. And so I, I, I give the analogy, analogy of there was a speaker and he, he had a $100 bill. And so he said to his audience, he said, who wants his $100 bill? And of course, everybody raised their hand. So he took the $100 bill, he balled it up. And he said, who, now who wants it? And everybody still raised their hand. He threw it on the floor and he stomped on it. And he <laughs> said, now who wants it? Everybody still raised their hand. And he picked it up, he ripped it in half. And he said, now who's, who wants it? And everybody still was like, I want it. And he said, with everything that I've done to it, why do you still want it? And they said, because it's still worth $100. And so the, the analogy was, it don't matter if you've been beaten up. It don't matter if you've been torn apart. It don't matter if you've been stepped on. Come if on. you know your, your worth, it doesn't change your worth. And it doesn't change your value as a person. So when we start talking about self-worth and self-value, what would be something that you would speak to you know, the teens or whoever that you may be speaking to at that time 
to encourage them and get them to identify their own self-worth. Now, now this one is a big one, um, real big one for me personally, because it's one of the things that I struggle with the most. Um, I struggled with insecurity along the way. Um, I struggled with um, I already mentioned the abandonment, the rejection, um, the depression from it, um, just feeling uh, worthless, invaluable. And nowadays, when I stand before young people, um, whether they whether they're youth or whether they're young adult, whether they're students um, or even whether they're adults, I ask them this simple question. Like, what is your self-worth? Like, think about it. It's more more than just a simple question, right? It's something that you actually have to think about. Like, what is yourself worth, right? Like, like, like not the clothes that you have on, right? Not the clothes that you drive. I mean, not the car that you drive or the vehicle you aspire to drive, not the house that you live in, not, not, not the, the bank account, none of that. Like, what is your self-worth? Not the likes on Instagram or Facebook, like to you. If everything around you loses its value, what is your self-worth to you, right? Just like you just mentioned the analogy with that $100 bill. No matter what that $100 bill had to endure, balled up, torn up, be that as it may, stumped down, it can have gotten wet and redried. It's still $100. Well, if you were beautifully and wonderfully made, created with greatness and purpose if greater is he that's on the inside of you than he that is dwelling in this world around you now if that be fact and if that be true then no matter what you've been going through no matter the persecution no matter the insecurity no matter the depression no matter the abuse no matter the picked on no matter the bullying no matter if you've been fired if you've been laid off if you can't get hired if you've been arrested if you got a, a bad background if you got mental disorders or no matter what the issue is no matter what you've gone through no matter how you've had to travel to reach the destination just know that the value is still the value when we were created we weren't created by accident or by mistake right so we may have a misstep we may let ourselves down but we can't let the one that created us down because he sits high and he looks low and he sees the situation from the beginning to the present and to the future the past the present and the future all we can see is where we've come from and where we are right now but the one that created us he sits high and he knows our work because he created us so no matter what he allows us to endure no matter what he allows us to encounter no matter what he allows us to experience we must know that regardless of how we look on the outside we have to know the answer to that question what is your self worth what is it and that's it that's it right there and and i think that self-worth is, is equal to and, and just as important as self-esteem, right? Yeah, With your own self-esteem. And is is how you feel about yourself. And I think that's that's a that's a uh, a topic that our youth really have to struggle with because again you go back to the social media and everything that they're taking in, all these visuals and information that they're taking in and they're comparing themselves to people they don't even know. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And not only are they comparing themselves to people they don't know, they're comparing themselves to the image that this person is putting forth 
which in reality is not even their real life. Absolutely. And so then they compare themselves to those people or that image. And when they see that they don't add up, then they start feeling some type of way about themselves. And that's why I had that again, had that conversation with my daughter, you know, I'm like, no, don't, don't be over here looking at all this, what these people are, are portraying and, you know, acting like they've achieved and accomplished and all this. I'm like, because it's, it's not true, mm-hmm. you know, and even if it was true, that's not your journey. That's mm-hmm. their journey. You know, you have your own journey. You have the own, your own things that you have to accomplish, your own things you have to face, your own things that you have to get over and, and, and overcome in order to become your best self. And so once you start doing that and you start realizing how valuable you are to yourself first, you know, and then you start realizing who you are, you know, not only as a child of God, not only as a child of mine, you know what I'm saying, but who you are in your own skin. And when you start realizing that and building up your own self-esteem, then you'll start realizing your self-worth and how valuable you are just as a person, not only to me and to those that love you, but also to the, to the world and what you add to the world. Cause we all add something to this world. You know what I'm saying? And so the, this going to be my, my last question. And, and it's kind of a, a twofold, maybe even kind of a, a loaded question, but I know that in, in this day and time, you know, when, especially when we thinking about the youth, it doesn't seem like they really have the, 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 the go-getter attitude, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't necessarily have strength to press through some of the adversities that, that they may face, you know, that they may have to face. And so I want you just uh, briefly or, you know, as you will, give an example of an adversity that, that you had to go through and then also give a, uh, some suggestion and some notes to somebody that may be listening right now that's going through their go through, you know, to give us something to help them get through what they're going through. Copy that. Listen, man, one of the, I'll speak on, like you said, it's it's a twofold situation. So I'll speak on one of the most recent situations um, that, 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 that has just hit me. Um, And it's an adverse situation because it's a, it's a situation that requires grievance and a time for healing. Um, as I've just lost um, one of my uncles who actually is um, my closest uncle, um, mm-hmm. was at the time my closest uncle. We had an incredible relationship. And it's I call it adversity because even though we knew that he was ill, even though we knew that there was a chance, pardon me, that um, this day may be taking place. It looks like my computer is trying to die out on me. I forgot to plug it up. So excuse me here, but that's adversity case in point. We'll use this here right now. Now, because situations are happening in a way that we don't want them to happen, or they're happening in a way that's contrary to how we feel. Sometimes we can't allow what happens that is outside of our control to dictate how we respond. Like a lot of us, we react to adversity instead of responding to it. So in losing my closest uncle, um, I had a speaking engagement the very next day. And I wanted to call in and I wanted to sit in the house and I wanted to sit and just look at the pictures and reminisce on all the times. But then something hit me and said, if my uncle were here today, he would ask me, why am I sitting down? So the greatest way that I can honor him was to move forward in the midst of 
Oh, I think we lost Mr. Pope. I think we lost Mr. Pope. Okay. Well, and and I know that he was he was going and and he was understanding that in the midst of the best thing that we can do sometimes to honor those who you know we may have lost or to honor ourselves even in the midst of adversity would be to push through that adversity and keep it moving and keep it going, right? So right now we we kind of got some adversity right here. Right, even with this situation with, with, with us losing Mr. Pope, uh, I don't know what something went wrong with his computer, but we're definitely, definitely glad that he, he came in and glad that he uh, tuned in and gave us the time, you know, some of his time in order to, you know, be a guest on the show. So, but as pressing through adversity, you know, we have to keep pressing. That is the main thing. Don't stop just because something happened. Don't stop just because we faced with a situation that we might not have been uh, faced with before. So again, we just going to press through just like I just did and, and keep it moving. Even with this podcast, again, we thank Mr. Pope for being here. Uh, we we'll definitely have to have him back on for a part two to finish up uh, with us and, and fin definitely finish his thought. So until then, I thank you for everyone for tuning in. Thank you everyone. And I, I thank you for going on this journey with me uh, and we just go out here trying to help trying to add value you know to the people so again this is uh, E. James this is the deal to heal with E. James podcast and now I'm on a mission to help people to deal heal and fulfill deal with your problem heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose so until next time be blessed Thanks for tuning in to Deal to Heal with E. James. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. Today's episode was sponsored by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, hear from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.